0: Hello everyone. Before you begin listening to this episode, I just want to remind that this is a three-part series on GameStop. The discussion has been really amazing, so if you want to catch up on what's happening in this episode, I would recommend to revisit the first two episodes where we discussed what shorting is, what are options, and how does it affect the stock market, and how has it impacted in this particular case. This episode deals with, or let me stop and let me allow you to listen to the entire episode, and I'll see you at the end. We know that the major two reasons why the stock price rallied was because of hedge fund shorting it way beyond their means, people uh, going on a buying spree, people exercising their call options and all of this. Now comes, I think, a bigger set of questions which might spark different debates as well. First of all, the first question that I want to pose to both of you is, is it right from a hedge fund's point of view that they have the ability to corner the market and drive a price so low or short shares which are not even there in the market. Is this supposed to be legal or morally or ethically right? I'll, I'll
1: take this stab. Okay, so I don't believe that there is anything inherently immoral about being pessimistic on in the market, right? And that short selling serves the purpose of, you know, kind of balancing out the, 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 the market. It kind of acts as a counterbalance to the relentless, this optimism that sometimes drives the market. So, for example, to give you an example, uh, Nicola. Nicola was in the was in news uh, a few a few months back, where a short selling firm called Hindenburg, Hindenburg, they kind of came out with this huge research report, which kind of pointed out the product flaws and the timeline flaws and the you know character flaws of the CEO of Nicola. you know, which kind of initiated this this kind of probe by the SEC into the company and they kind of, you know, allegedly found a lot of stuff and the investigation is still ongoing. So yeah, a short selling, a short sellers and the institutions who do the short selling are an important part of the market because the market as a whole needs to be balanced in some way or the other. If it is too optimistic, it needs to be brought down. If it is too pessimistic, it needs to be brought down. Now this entire situation is okay according to me until unless everything is public knowledge. Okay, most of the time what happens is that these hedge funds and big institutional investors, they kind of collude from within. It's not most, uh, now. Uh, GameStop was kind of one off an example where someone found out because this, this was such a blatant mistake, right? The short selling was more than the market float. And the market float, I mean the number of shares which is traded in, in the market. So this was a blatant mistake, but usually it's not such a blatant mistake. Usually these hedge funds, they collude from within and they have, so like you said, right? right? That Melvin got uh, uh, these this bailout from other hedge funds because they made uh, so much loss they could buy it from other they could kind of get a bailout from other hedge funds which means that everyone all these big hedge funds are kind of in it together they work together they collude together and they make plans together right so it is it is it is kind of uh, uh, an internal game which sometimes is played without the public knowledge and that is where i have the problem is that when things are not public knowledge because if things are public knowledge these editors like people can come in and they can take advantage of these disparities in the market right but if things are not public knowledge it can only come into light when the things have gone too far and there's no way to return back and then it's usually the retail investor who gets who gets punished so that is my point of view on this
0: now a very nice point that you mentioned was that people have to make these trades public if they're colluding make it public nobody blames you you go away free but because they are colluding that makes it wrong now these redditors are expressing their will to buy or whatever to stock in an open forum right and reddit is a free platform anybody can see it they have expressed their interest nobody is spreading false news but as we saw in the last couple of days that the reddit sub thread got banned and they were stopped from uh, discussing things there but that that thread made it more transparent so they were doing a more right thing like according to what you said, than the hedge funds. So why, you know, a sudden imposition of rules that a platform just bans them altogether?
1: Exactly. So it's so not just Reddit, Discord, and Facebook also banned these groups. Mm-hmm. So now, now that now this is where it gets really furious, and it kind of you know uh, it, it it hits the heart of where we see that. When a normal retail investor is making a loss, say for example in the dot com crash or in the crash of 2008, where they did not have any knowledge of you know the inside colluding that was happening, when retail investors make a loss, no one bats an eye. But when these hedge funds they start making losses, everyone panics, right? So it's these it's the influence that these people have on the market that kind of drove it to kind of ban these groups. Robin Hood kind of put trading restrictions so that he could only you know. Sell this stock in the in the market and not buy it. Do you know do you, if, if you do if you don't know about this uh, and if the if viewers don't know about this on the 28th of uh, January, Robinhood along along with other trading applications, seeing this market volatility uh, and 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 the losses that the hedge funds were making, they decided to to put trading restrictions on stocks like GameStop and other who were kind of facing the same volatility. And they decided that you could only sell the stock in the market and they could no longer be placed a buy order. So just imagine, they kind of capped the stock prices and the stock price could only go down from there. So this is the kind of market manipulation that kind of happened.
0: Yeah, so exactly. Now the point here is that the SEC or their board uh, should, you know, make a call on this, that, you know, whether the trading should be stopped or, you know, as in India where you can see that, you know, a circuits are placed where you know, if the stock rallies too much, trading is stopped for a while, or if it falls too much, it's stopped for a while. So this is taken not by the brokers themselves, but by the sebi, by the organization, right? So sec should take these calls. But do you think it's morally right for these private entities, like you know, which can even happen
2: in future I in think, India? Uh, I'm not I'm not sure whether it is legal or not, uh, because there has been a few, few law- lawsuits filed against these b- brokerage firms who kind of you know manipulated uh, over here and. I think SEC at some point will intervene. I'm not sure the judgement is still pending. Uh, the, SEC,
1: the, the SEC, has already, you know, commented on this. Uh, the SEC has already, you know, after after Robinhood kind of, you know, stops the trading, the SEC commission, uh, like they, they did come out with a statement saying that the commission will closely review actions taken by these regulated entities that uh, may disadvantage investors or otherwise unduly their ability to trade a certain securities. So they are saying that they will look into this matter that happened. Okay so uh, again we have to see that okay where the problem here again everything comes back to one one single point of failure is that these there are these centralized institutions who become too powerful for a particular market to function and when these centralized institutions become too powerful they have the power to manipulate the market that's where the the, the issue lies so again we see the the problem here again is the problem of centralization of when a, a, a huge amount of power gets into the hands of these centralized institutions even if they had uh, good intentions when they were starting off once you have too much power you have intentionally or intentionally the power to manipulate or you know bring hindrances into the market by you know your action so uh, Robin Hood is definitely influenced by these large-scale institutional investors is definitely influenced by what happened in the market and is definitely influenced by the people who who made these huge amount of losses and so they now knowingly or unknowingly or for the for the for the best of intentions or for the worst of intentions did what they did and now i completely disagree with what they did because they kind of uh, by by putting their foot into the market they somehow manipulated the market the market was acting out on its own the prices shot up so high was because of the short squeeze like we discussed these hedge funds had to buy, come into the market and buy these shares at these high prices. Driving the price higher is because of their greed. They, they, show, they sold more than, than their fair, fair share. So, the, uh, the market was just playing out. If they would have let the market play out, the short, all the short positions would have been closed at some point in the future the prices would have arisen to whatever levels and then the market would correct back again and bring it back to its fair value. But they did not let it happen. And that's why they should be investigated upon. Yeah,
0: makes sense. And now, um, jumping to the other point, which I don't know how much I think Vivek can weigh in with this because I'm going to take some names which uh, he may or may not like. <laughs> now, Vivek, especially to you, Achirag, please, in given these populist figures that we that are there and we can access them through social media. Elon Musk being one. His tweets can be very detrimental, fruitful to the stock market or anything at large. Um, he said Tesla wo- uh, stock is overvalued, it fell. He talks about Bitcoin, Bitcoin rises. He talks about signal, signal gets a boost. And he talked about this, things changed. So. What do you feel when people... Uh, and Elon is not saying that he has bought something in it. He is just tweets just one word which makes no sense. What do you understand from this? Like, this is should this be legal or not? Or what is the morality behind this?
2: Yeah, uh, so like, I, I got the wind of your question. Like, uh, what you wanted to know is that is Elon Musk manipulating the stock market? I think that is nonsense.
0: Yeah, yeah, that is nonsense. Yeah, I'm not talking about him manipulating it because like, he obviously does not have that... Like, he's not doing anything. But given that his opinions pave our way of thinking, right? Because we are inherently, I would say there is a following quality amongst the masses where if, even if let's talk about any other populist figure who is renowned, let's say if, you know, Modi someday tweets that he's going to invest in something, I'm sure there are lots, nobody even who knows about DMAT accounts will open DMAT accounts and will start investing in it, right? So, like, what do you think about people expressing their interests or disinterests on a social media platform like this, which influences the masses.
2: What happens is like uh, Elon Musk is one of those rare uh, you know, entrepreneurs who has a huge fan following. I think there's hardly any entrepreneur who had such a huge fan following, and we know the reasons behind it. So the thing is that people have confidence in him. Uh, he has uh, established so many successful companies. Uh, so when he says that he believes in something or he invests in something or he likes something, uh, people generally take his word and they are the opinion that that particular venture is going to succeed or it is going to you know do good in the future uh, so that is what influences people and i don't think so there is anything wrong in that because if you uh, like Chirag mentioned earlier in the podcast you should be financially literate or uh, to understand when to invest in the sto- uh, stock and you know when to get out of the market uh, what are the things you want from the market whether you want the returns on the share or you want dividends on the shares like that is your take and when Elon says something, and you start, you know, believing that you, uh, you know, unconsciously have a confidence in that particular venture, that that venture is not going to fail, because even if even if it does, the chances of that happening happening is very low. So you the the risk the risk reward ratio balances itself out.
1: I would kind of disagree with um, Vivek respectfully, but I would like to disagree with Vivek in yeah, this point. Yeah, that point.
2: brings different
0: points, so please go ahead.
1: Like uh, Spider-Man, what Spider-Man taught us is that with great power comes great responsibilities, right? Elon, what he did, at least in this situation, is that to be you know exact with his words, he tweeted GameStonks, not GameStop. So, stonks is like a, a, a funny way of saying stocks because stock trading and stock advice has become very popular in Twitter, uh, in, uh, in, in TikTok. And one of these TikTokers, they said stonks instead of stocks uh, in one of the videos, which kind of made it a, a viral thing, right? So whenever these kind of these meme, co- uh, uh, these stocks come up, so they kind of refer it to as stonks.
0: Oh, I'll have the stonks meme right in my uh, logo, don't worry, for this episode.
2: Go
1: ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so stonks has become this, this, this meme word. And what uh, Elon did is that he wrote he uh, And But what he also did is that he linked the Reddit forum in his tweet. So what Elon did is that Elon hates hedge funds and Elon hates the idea of short selling. So if you read his tweet, he, he's ex- he's expressly, he has expressly communicated his, his thoughts saying that short selling should not be allowed and short selling is market manipulation and how these hedge funds kind of manipulate the market by short selling, by their own fair means. What I have a problem with is that, not l- l- like uh, Vivek said, many people believe what Elon Musk writes, thinking that what he is writing is logical and is thought out. Usually Elon Musk does not write thought out stuff on Twitter. He says what he says, what he's feeling at that point, point in time. He is a very emotional person when it comes to Twitter. He writes a lot of stuff which is actually not very thought out. So when people see him writing GameStop, they inherently go or at least you know, be attracted and be diverted to these places which gives them exposure and which gives them these ideas of making millions of dollars by investing in GameStop and then they invest in GameStop by, by thinking that okay I can make a million dollars here by just investing in one stock. and also Elon Musk is kind of giving us the approval. That's great man, like, we don't have to do our own research anymore. We have to be aware that and Elon also has to be aware that what he's saying does have consequences and it's usually the retail investors who will kind of suffer from this because it's them who usually don't do the research. The, the, the institutional investors they are all well aware and they have a team of, invest, of, of investment bankers helping them out with each and every investment they make. Retail investors are, are the ones which kind of you know are always the ones to suffer. So, I think this was a very irresponsible thing what Elon did and at least for these, you know, market hype and market bubble situations, he should not be, you know, using these public media forums to express his views so kind of, you know, un- uh,
2: unthoughtfully, I guess. Chila, uh, I want to understand uh, one thing. Like, I just want to know uh, because I think uh, what Elon tweeted was after this entire fiasco was in the news and like on every news channel and in every newspaper. Or every news article, uh, every news website. Uh, so after that, he highlighted this stock. So I don't understand what is wrong in highlighting the thing which is already there in the news and people are, you know, aware of it.
1: Yeah. So it's it's so. What usually happens is that there's nothing wrong in highlighting it. Okay. I'm not saying that there is anything wrong in expressing your views. What I what I am saying is that like you like you said, people have a trust in Elon Musk and people believe what he's saying and people believe that what he is kind of investing in is a good investment and is a thought out investment but what people don't know is that the reason Elon Musk wrote that tweet was not to kind of you know influence people to buy GameStop but to kind of put forward this uh, this kind of this entire uh, David versus Goliath situation in front of people saying that i support these redditors and that's why he put the reddit link there saying that i am backing these credit, these redditors i believe in what they're doing and these short selling uh, hedge funds should be punished but there are so many people who did not understand that because they were not understanding the flow of this entire situation. They just saw him tweeting GameStongs, they understood it was GameStop, and they just went in and bought GameStop at a very high price. There must be so many people who did this, right? So he should also be aware that there might be this population who might get hurt by what he's saying, intensely or, or unintentionally.
0: And it's not about Elon, like, um, there are different, like, I know there's this one guy which I follow personally. Um, from a tech space, uh, Linus Tech I'm like a huge fan. And even in one of his shows, he w- he just he's in Canada and uh, apparently they can invest in US stocks. So he's he said out that you know whatever he earns, he'll five X that and he set a cap at fifty thousand dollars and he'll invest that in GameStop and write it down. So now he also has an influence. He has a you know RB of fifteen million followers on YouTube and over that across multiple channels and over a million followers on Twitter. So I guess with like there are pros and cons you have heard two arguments like there's obviously no conclusion you can't say what's right or wrong uh, outright so let people make the informed decisions and uh, we'll close out with a more I would say uh, topic which I think Chirag might enjoy like, and something on a lighter note about the sudden move of Dogecoin for no reason the meme cryptocurrency. <laughs> <laughs> I love Doge. <laughs> so yeah so Dogecoin is, is, is a meme is
1: a meme coin it was created as as a meme uh, and it has ultimate it has it has as much fundamentals as you would say any other cryptocurrency has okay so like it's just another cryptocurrency which has different fundamentals than bitcoin but the main purpose of creating the coin and also the logo of a coin, of the coin is a meme so the coin was created as a meme so so it's it's, it's very weird what to see the the 800% rise in uh, dogecoin but which, for example, has also fallen over 60% uh, like now, uh, nowadays. So, again, in, in this situation also, Elon Musk has tweeted Doge. So, he <laughs> has, So, yeah, so, so that, that's what, right? Elon is a very, he, like people don't understand that his Twitter handle is a meme handle. He writes what he feels, he says what he feels. And it's a good thing, that is what it should be, right? Twitter is something where you just express your views and you do arguments, you get into arguments with other people. The only problem is that he is too influential and people actually take him seriously even when he is not serious.
2: I think uh, I have a business idea, we can uh, create a filter uh, where we filter out Elon's tweet tweet and you know we can let people know whether he is serious about it or he is just having fun (laughs) on Twitter.
0: Yeah, we need to have uh, somebody from his PR team. His PR team would would be banging their
1: their heads against the wall whenever he tweets. Yeah, I don't think he has
0: a PR team. <laughs> you know, the, the thing is, we are thinking about making a company. The hedge funds have already made a company, and where they're tracking Elon tweets, like there's a separate terminal <laughs> just for Elon's tweets, and you know, they know when to click and when not to. Exactly. <laughs> so
2: we can create a we can create a crypto out of it. Then.
0: Uh crypto out of Elon tweets. Wow. Uh well.
2: I think uh, uh, Anshul, I have, I have another idea for your podcast uh, where uh, like Chirag can you know tell you about different kinds of uh, cryptocurrencies which are there how you can uh like invest in real estate through cryptocurrencies without, without actually uh you know buying the property.
0: Yeah yeah we can uh, I'd love to do an episode on that. Uh that would be amazing you know. We I think there was one and there was a good response on when people understood what cryptocurrencies and bitcoins are when uh, Chirag came in earlier so we can surely do a follow up on that and I would also you know request both of you that um, whenever you guys, I don't want to, uh, you know, uh, put a commitment, but whenever you guys are free, uh, let's do an episode covering pigglywilly Now, this is a company which came in news uh, because of this GameStop fiasco, and it's an old company. Go ahead, uh, read it out. I have this, I have retweeted the entire story in my Twitter handle. I'll, check, I'll put the link below. So if we can read it and we can understand how a single CEO of a company cornered the market and single man against the hedge fund. These were editors against the hedge fund and we still don't know what the consequence was. But just to give you the spoilers, that person lost, lost. but he was uh, made a god basically in, term- in the financial world. Very single-handedly took on all the hedge funds, the Wall Street market. So we can surely talk about that and what that was. For sure,
2: for sure. Uh, before we close, I have a question. Chirag, uh, are you aware whether hedge funds have uh, closed their position in games to- strong or not?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. so Melvin and uh, sit on. Has uh, they they both have closed the positions at a loss. Uh, that there was a research done on this where uh, the approximate uh, loss that uh, the hedge funds made was close to five billion dollars. So okay. yeah, we have pro- an approximate number of how much this fiasco cost these hedge funds. Yeah.
2: I think uh, this is a uh, this is a good time to uh, short GameStop's share.
0: <laughs> no, no, no 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 financial advice from us guys. Uh, just uh, financial literacy. Nothing else. Big disclaimer.
1: <laughs> Invest at your own risk. <laughs> Yeah, big disclaimer,
0: yeah. Uh, there is um soon going to be a documentary on this, and uh, I'm sure people are gonna. This is a great series, <laughs> like it's just waiting to be written once uh this thing maps out and completes the story. and Let's see who wins.
2: Uh, sure, let's buy the let's buy the rice for the story.
0: Uh, well, somebody has already done it. We are oh. too late into this market. We are we are always too late. Apparently,
2: there are eight, 8 billion people on this planet, yeah. It was inevitable
0: thank you guys for coming to this episode and spending so much time I think it's been over one and a half hours since we talked this is gonna be one of the greatest episodes we'll probably I'll have to break this down you know the first episode covering what shorting is second episode covering what options are and third uh, covering the philosophical aspects yeah this would uh, map out to be a great one that
2: will be great and actually it was a pleasure for us to be um... To, uh, to come as a guest on your podcast.
0: Yeah, yeah, and let me know if you guys are interested. We can do another one. And, and thank you, everybody, for listening to such a long one. I don't know if I'm going to release it once or uh, the different things. But if you guys have any doubts, I'll again, think in uh, Vivek's Insta, Chirag's Insta, bother them. And uh, if they tell that you're bothering them too much, uh, I don't think so. That will ever happen because they will not receive a message. I don't think there's that many listener base right now. So
1: guys, don't. Do I hope that in the future I do get bombarded by by messages from your uh, your fan base. Uh, the the time base of this podcast because I do want to see this podcast grow a lot Uh, thank you so much thank you so much for calling me it's always it's always great to be here
0: thank you everyone signing off for the last time bye bye see you in the next one thank you to all the listeners I'll catch up with you again soon with someone new and lots of interesting discussions so bye